Hello, hello. Welcome to Series 2 of Satisfied. The Series 2 podcasts relate to the Live Out His Love and Satisfied by His Love Bible studies. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word. I'm so glad you've joined me for this series of podcasts. Together, we will experience how Jesus satisfies our hearts with many good things that come from the goodness of His love. Today, we will look at how Jesus satisfies your heart with grace. Our example is Mary, Jesus' mom. We covered her story in Lesson 9 of Live Out His Love. Do you remember in the Christmas story how the angel Gabriel greeted Mary? He said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. That word favored is related to the Greek word charis, often translated in the New Testament as grace. You've probably heard the word grace, but may not know what it means. You may know someone called Grace or Gracie. I have a niece named Grace. It's a beautiful name. That word is also used in the names of organizations like Grace Church or Grace Community School. And you've probably heard the song Amazing Grace. It is one of the most recognized songs worldwide. For Christians, grace is a very special word, but what does it mean? If you look in a dictionary, you'll find that grace can refer to elegance or beauty of form or action. It is a pleasing or attractive quality. A ballerina dances in a graceful manner. But when we talk about God's grace, that's not what we mean. God's grace is not about how to get over your clumsiness. You aren't going to learn how to move with finesse like a gymnast or figure skater. Those are good things, but that's not what grace means for Christians. The biblical term grace means undeserved favor or gift. It is receiving a gift or favor that you don't deserve. In the Bible, grace is God giving favor to someone not because they are good enough to deserve it, but because His love chooses to do so. God's grace springs from God's love. It carries the notion of joy and delight as God shows His kindness to us. Mary received God's grace because He loved her. He chose her to receive the wonderful blessing of being the human mother for His Son. And he gave her a godly partner in life to rear this boy into manhood. The proper response to God's grace is to love him back and give him praise out of a grateful heart. Mary did that too. Mary did not know all that would be ahead for her. A 90-mile trip when she was nine months pregnant? Angels and shepherds delivering the birth announcement? Danger from a jealous king? and a two-year hideout in a foreign land. Add to that not understanding what her son's mission would really involve. Yet she faithfully did her job as mom to Jesus and to his brothers and sisters. Her life experienced lots of ups and downs following God's protection and leading. She experienced his grace to her during all that time. After Jesus' death and resurrection, Mary was part of the group praying together, waiting for the coming Holy Spirit. She believed her son, trusted in him for her salvation, just like all the others in that group. God's grace poured out on all of them 
that day of Pentecost when the Spirit came upon them in a visible and audible way. Although that's the last mention of her in the Bible, Mary is remembered for her legacy as Jesus' mother. We know that she and Joseph were not perfect parents, but Jesus had the normal life of a Jewish boy growing up. The Bible says that he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Having a godly mom was God's grace to Jesus. Godly mothers are a gift of God's grace to their children. My mom was such a gift to me and to my children. Anne Darnell passed from earth to heaven several years ago, and I miss my mom. But I haven't missed the fact that she left an incredible legacy for me, for my three brothers and all of our family members, a legacy of how to serve Jesus faithfully as a woman. Mama loved Jesus and his people. She was one of the first women from her all-white church to join the racially diverse Church Women United in the early 1960s. She was criticized by some of her friends for doing so. But that didn't stop her from working shoulder to shoulder with women from African-American churches, getting to know those women and considering them friends. Her example to me was the opposite of the Junior League women portrayed in the movie, The Help. So I grew up to be colorblind and to have respect for those whose skin color was different from mine. God gave my mom as a gift to me. My mother also jumped in to serve in her local church wherever she was needed. Nursery coordinator, Sunday school director, and youth counselor. She was teaching children Sunday school until her late 70s whenever a teacher was needed. My mother also was very active in women's ministries at her church, leading small groups as well as directing the whole shebang. Even with a high position, though, she didn't hesitate to serve in the kitchen at an event. I saw this growing up. I didn't appreciate it then, but her example to me strongly influenced my eagerness to jump into ministry at whatever church my husband Ron and I attended. Even while I was leading the women's Bible study, I'd look around to see what else needed to be done. Organizing the library, writing children's curriculum, or cleaning out the craft closet. I thank my mom for that legacy. My mom cared for people around her. She helped to establish and operate a ministry to help the needy in her community. For 40 years, she made sure the donations were spent wisely to help the needy. She didn't give it up until the month before she died at age 87. Mama also brought meals and homemade bread to encourage her friends. Her house was the best restaurant in town. Our home was Grand Central Station as I was growing up. Neighbors were welcome at any time. A pot of coffee was quickly brewed and served. Cousins stayed with us often. Friends from out of town stayed at our house rather than at a hotel, always feeling comfortable in Mama's house. She showed me it was more important to be hospitable than to be cautious about someone messing up our things or our privacy. My mother wrote letters. She also kept every letter people wrote to her. While going through mounds of keepsakes after her death, I discovered all the cards and letters our children wrote to her from the time they were babies through recent years as adults. And I have the letters she wrote to them as children. 
though we fussed about having to go through all her many boxes and parcels of keepsakes, I am grateful that she had that save everything perspective. She has given us a gift, a precious slice of life between a loving grandmother and her grandchildren. Though I miss her still, my hope in Christ grounds me in the fact that I will see her again, completely whole and cancer-free, along with my dad who preceded her into heaven. As a woman, wife, and mother, I am so grateful for her legacy. And I thank the Lord for satisfying her heart with His grace so she could show me how Jesus could satisfy my heart with His grace too. Our God created us with a spiritual thirst for a relationship with Him. A relationship with another human cannot satisfy that thirst. Only God can satisfy the thirsty heart. Jesus satisfies our thirst for His favor, His grace that says we are loved and that He is with us. As the Bible promises, He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. A satisfied heart will thank God for His grace and show others how to find that grace in Jesus as well, just like my mom did. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with the goodness of His love. Then live out that love. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by His love.